0: and don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: First Corinthians chapter 13 tonight. You know, we're talking about the missing person. A biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. Verse 2, it says, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. He covers these gifts we talked about in chapter 12. Prophecy, tongues, prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, supernatural manifestations. Things that are happening beyond human limitations. And that's what the gifts of the Spirit are. Something Whether it seems like a natural type of a gift, like helps or hospitality. It really isn't, and we can't lose sight of that, that all these things are something that happens to us outside of our natural bent or natural gifting or ability. The Holy Spirit gifts us to do these things. Prophecy, wisdom, and knowledge, supernatural manifestations. And and these gifts are used on an individual level, but also when the Word of God is taught. You know, I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you. You're riding in the car, and maybe you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, or maybe you're going through a hard time, or maybe you need some encouragement, or maybe the Lord just wants to say something to you, and you're listening to the radio, and the pastor on the radio says something. It's like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear, or that's exactly what I don't want to hear, right? (laughs) And you're just like, whatever, you know coincidence. But then you pick up your Bible and it falls on the ground and, and you bend down and pick it up and guess where it turned to? The same passage. You're like, hey, wait a minute. Okay, I'm just going to pretend that that didn't happen. But then you go to church or you go to coffee with a friend or something like that and you hear it in the sermon or the friend says, you know a verse that the Lord's really been bringing to my heart? You're like, okay, I get it. You know, It's a word of prophecy, a word of knowledge, that's spoken to you. I've seen that happen. As people come to church and they're like, did my wife tell you I was coming? You know, I always say, yeah, she filled me in right before you got here. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea who you are. But these things can be used in an unloving way. I mean, think about it. God speaks to Moses. He tells them, hey, Moses, I want you to, and you remember in in Kadesh Barnea, Moses smote the rock. God told him to smote, smite the rock, and water came forth from the rock. Or actually, Kirbath Arba. And then when he got to Kadesh Barnea, God told him, speak to the rock. And, and Moses went up to the rock, and he says, must I smite this thing again? You know, and he, he, he was just supposed to speak to the rock, and it was going to bring forth water. And he smites the rock a second time, totally misrepresenting God. And yet what happened? Water still came forth from the rock. It's kind of interesting. God will honor his word because the people come to hear God, uh, from God. Even if something's taught in the wrong way. You know, I listen to preachers on the radio sometime, and I used to love it. When I felt really, you know, I was living that time when I was just feeling really guilty about everything. I loved to listen to guys that would just scream and holler and tell me what a sinner I was. And it made me feel like I got spanked. But... Becoming a pastor, I began to realize, wait a minute, you know what? God isn't saying that He's mad at the people, and God has their address. If He wants to bust them, He can bust them. I don't have to do that. I don't have to sit there and scream and yell and make people feel guilty all the time. That's not my job. My job is to bring the Word of God and let it do its thing. I just, it's just like, basically, it's just like going up to the cute little kitty lion and opening up the cage and letting him out. And some people are going to pet him as he goes by and he's going to pounce on other people, right? It's, you know, you, you unleash the Word of God and it just does what it does in people's hearts and in their lives. And it's not for me to, to make it do something or, or to scream it out at people or to make people feel guilty. And yet, even when a pastor does that, God still uses it. He may do a lot of damage besides that, but God will still use it. If I have faith to remove mountains... Even faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And yet, if I have faith to remove mountains, could you imagine being so full of faith that you could remove a mountain? I really wish that my house was right at the foothills of Squaw Butte. So I'm just going to move it right up to my house. Forget all those people. Who cares? You know, If I have faith, that could be dangerous, right? If I have faith to remove mountains and I do not have love. It's scary to think how someone could be used so mightily of God and lack love and make their entire ministry pointless. That's that's a crazy thing. But it's possible. Verse 3, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. The motivation of our ministry is so important. I was told one of my by one of my mentors, and you know, I think Brian he talked about this too in 1 Thessalonians chapter one, you know, this last Sunday. But if you can't do ministry without faith, hope, and love, you can't do ministry at all. All the all three of those things have to be there in order for you to be effective in ministry. I can give everything away. I can sell all I own and give it to the poor. And you know, and, and as as Brian was saying, he says some people at, at one point in history it was kind of the popular thing to do, to you know, die as a martyr. So you're gonna go down in the history books. But if I don't have love, it's pointless. It's nothing. Could you imagine giving your body to be burned? People do this all the time, you realize that, don't you? Not just in the olden days, but today. I mean, people motivated by a type of love even, will give their bodies to be burned. I Think about a suicide bomber who straps C4 to his chest and walks into the middle of a crowd of people and pushes the trigger and kills everybody in sight. It's a hate crime. It's motivated by hate for sure. He hates the infidel. But he does it oftentimes out of motivation for love. Love for his family. Back home in Iran because now they're going to get taken care of the rest of their life because I blew myself up as a, as a jihad. And, and so now my family is going to get special payments from the government because I was willing to do that. They'll even do that if you send your child in with a bomb. You send your child in with a bomb, and if you do that, you get paid for it by the government or by whoever, whatever terrorist organization. Sick. Another love may motivate them. The idea that when the explosion is over, I'm going to wake up in paradise with 70 virgins. An Eros type of love, an erotic love. Oh, you know, I can leave all this behind and have, you know, 70 virgins. Kind of a sick thought. In some places, people will torture themselves and cut themselves and beat themselves, all because they want to be thought of as religious or zealous for their religion. And yet, if I don't have love, it's not going to profit me anything. Love has to be our motivation for using the gifts and for charity and for martyrdom. Jesus said, John fifteen thirteen: greater love has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. How? How do I have that love? You ask Jesus to put it in your heart. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing because I remember, and I'm guilty as anybody, but I remember when Shannon and I were first starting our Bible study. We only had 15 to 20 people at the Bible study at the time, and I loved teaching the Bible. I just loved it. Loved going. And we go to a house out on Grand Mason out there by the raceway. The Bible study is brand new, and this is the beginnings of Calvary Chapel of Emmett. And I remember sitting there and teaching this Bible study, and we're, Shannon and I are driving home in our little GL wagon. Love that car. I wish I still had one. We're driving home in our little GL wagon, and she looks at me, and just with all the love of God in her heart and concern for me, she says, honey, I just I really feel like you're good at teaching the Bible, but I just kind of get the impression sometimes that, that you don't really love people. And what was my response? So? Because <laughs> when you don't love people, you don't care, right? <laughs> so what's the big deal? And, and, and she said that to me and I just began to think to myself, you know, that's probably not so good because if I'm the pastor, I probably should love people. You know, not just like to tell them what the Bible says, you know, but actually love people. And, and so I, I remember thinking, you know, God, you know, hey, it's probably not so good that I don't love people the way that I should. And, and I think that that's probably true. You know, you're, you're meeting new people, you know, and it, it wasn't that I didn't love anybody in my life. There were people that I loved. You know, the people back at Calvary Boise I still loved, but I was getting used to these people, you know. Don't love them yet. And what I did was I just prayed. I said, God, will you put love in my heart for those people? And guess what he did? You know, God's going to answer that prayer. And he began to fill my, love, my heart with the love for those people, and he still does. You know, he still gives me a love for the people.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date.